this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, aka Wasni Lambre. On today, uh, uh, and joined as always. Sorry, I almost I okay. got lost there in my bit. Um, joined as always. It's been a minute. Joined as always by my partner Dan Dovila. Was good, my brother. Doing well, doing well. Back in LA, baby. Back in LA. Left South Beach, left Miami Dade because they hate Biden too much. That's right. I brought my <laughs> talents back from South Beach to exactly. Venice, California. On today's show, we want to get into, we want to debut a new segment on the show. <laughs> it's surrounding our former president, the first black president of the, um, of the United States of America. No, not Bill Clinton. We're talking about Barack Obama, <laughs> y'all. Um, <laughs> we're going to debut a new segment and it's a theme that we've been hitting on throughout the week. So you guys won't be surprised, but I think it'll be a fun thing to sort of start because Barry's public profile is not, I don't think it's just a book. I think this is just the new normal. Barry's just going to be a public person, uh, from now on. And we're going to talk and we're going to debut a new, a new joint, a new, a new, uh, segment with Barry. Uh, and then of course. All the way down in Dixie, the heart of Dixie, Alabama, Amazon, they fixing to fight a union down mm. there. These, these folks, 1,500 folks in Alabama put together a damn union right under Jeff Bezos' nose. Yep. We're going to get into the ramifications of that, what it means for a union to form in the heart of Dixie, and what it means about 
you know, the general retail politics that we see in the motherfucking Democratic Party. But first, our friend, and by friend I mean mortal enemy, Mitch McConnell has put on the table a $900 billion. No, 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 no. It's not Mitch McConnell. That's the important part. Oh, excuse me. It's not Mitch McConnell. Sorry. No, 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 it was no. a bipartisan. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the key the f- point to understand. Mitch McConnell was not involved in these talks. Yeah. Right, right. This was this was bipartisan. The, you know, the funny thing is the fact that um, they called it bipartisan. I took that to mean that it had Mitch McConnell's tacit yeah. um, um, approval. Because uh, they don't move if McConnell's not moving. They never do. They always threaten. They always be like, well, man, I got to I gotta give it up to my constituents. But they never actually do it. So I just assume, sorry, guys, but McConnell's not a part of this. I just assume that McConnell gave it the, yeah, whatever, go ahead, do your thing. But a bipartisan led by our, our favorite Democrat, Joe Manchin, <laughs> um, in the Senate, a $900 billion bill. Uh, sort of the headline feature of this bill, Nando, is the fact that it gives Teflon, invisibility cloak, a force field, whatever you want to call it, to corporations and liability concerns as mm. it relates to COVID-19. Health fuck-ups, deaths, God forbid, etc., etc., has no fucking stimulus checks for American workers and you know provides a little bit of more bread for uninsurance employment benefits uh nando i read it i was like this is so terrible it's tepid yeah. it's worse than the one that was on the table before the election obviously we knew that was going to be the case um and you know what we talked about it on the show nancy pelosi wanted to play chicken she decided politically it would help trump to actually send checks out to people and that the corporate uh, liability stuff was a non-starter, which sounds good in theory, but getting people the UI benefits and the stimulus checks out, even if it would have helped um, President Trump, I think just was a great calculation and a gamble to take. We thought it was. They went the other way. And now this is what the people have come back with, Nando. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's worth reminding people that the first stimulus package, the CARES Act, which was passed um, in the spring, uh, has basically all run out. And that really kind of kept people afloat during the summer. It's probably part of the reason why we're seeing a spike now is because um, essentially, if you don't pay people to stay home, people will not stay home. Because if they got to work, they got to do stuff, they got to, you know, they got to put bread on the table. It's just, it's just inevitable. So if you don't pay people to um, basically not show up to work, um, people will end up going out to work and and that's going to spread the virus. So, um, so yeah, so the, 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 the economic, uh, relief package basically ran out in July and August. Um, you know, obviously the $1,200 check was the one-time thing, but the expanded unemployment insurance ran out. Um, and a few more things are running out in December, which is basically like the, the foreclosure freezes and all that stuff. So there desperately needs to be, um, another economic stimulus. There desperately needs something to hold us over until the vaccine gets rolled out, which could be as early as next spring, maybe in the summer. Um, it looks like they already have the vaccine. Now it's just a matter of mass producing it and distributing it, which is no small thing, especially in this country where everything's broken. But yeah, you just gotta, you know, so you just gotta realize that 
what ended up happening is what we kind of thought at the time, which was that the Democrats were giving away all their leverage in the CARES Act in that putting in, um, that small um, kind of time frame on it meant that there was no incentive for the Republicans led by Mitch McConnell to come back and do another deal. There might have been an incentive while Trump was still in office because he desperately wanted one because he knew it would help him politically. And it's true. It would have helped him politically. I think one of the reasons why Trump did better than expected is because he gave people checks in the summer. And that probably saw an uptick in his support. And had he given checks again in the fall when it was needed again, he probably would have seen even more support. Would he have won? I don't no, I don't think so. Probably, maybe, but it's it's un, it's impossible. Joe to Biden know. won by four and a half points, y'all. Yeah, so it so who knows? Maybe Trump would have won had had they done the stimulus before the election. But also, like the stimulus is needed if not people die, people like go into poverty, like there's mass human suffering. And now that Joe Biden is going to be president, and that Mitch McConnell controls the Senate, he has zero incentive to pass anything. He has zero incentive to pass any sort of relief. The only thing he wants right now, because he got the massive giveaway to corporate America that he wanted. (laughs) He got it already. They they already gave him $4 trillion. We've talked about this a million times. He gave $4 trillion to his corporate friends. What else could they want? The only thing that they kind of want is the liability insurance, which Mitch McConnell wants it to be for five years. (laughs) Basically, a (laughs) five-year liability. Yeah, moratorium on on liability for businesses that, that get people sick. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only thing he's got left because he got everything else he wanted. So what's he going to do? Like there, yeah, there's this little bipartisan committee of like Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin and stuff like that. They put together a little deal, which, which the deal itself is not enough, although it's something, um, and Mitch McConnell has no incentive to do anything about it. Like even if the Democrats wanted to do it, um, which I'm sure they do, uh, Mitch McConnell is just like not going to allow it. I mean, I just, I just don't see how he would, um, this includes things like, you know, tens of billions of dollars to getting the vaccine mass distributed. You know, like that's a very important part of the whole stimulus. I mean, there's like obviously the, the economic stimulus of just like, you know, poor people and poor workers who who have to stay home and don't have a way to make a living. But there's also just like the sheer money it takes to mass produce a vaccine and give it to everyone. You know, and again, I think the reason why this is is even more important is because it's something that we talk about all the time on the show, and it's the fact that you can't trust the Dems to actually go out and effectively publicly make their case that there needs to be more money. They're not going... I don't even... not Even if they tried, we have no reason to think that they would be able to effectively make the case to the American people that politically it would be disadvantageous to Mitch McConnell to not do something. That And that's what I think is the real problem. Like... For something that's so obviously needed and necessary, they can never make the case that Republicans are fucking people. They can never they don't know how to do it. And I think I think what you saw with Nancy Pelosi, remember when we, you know, we talked about that clip where she was getting, you know, getting sassy with uh who who was she getting sassy with? It was Wolf Blitzer. That that Wolf yeah. Blitzer clip where she was getting sassy with people. Um, and she was like, well, you ain't seen it. And I saw it and it's a part, it's a corporate giveaway and yada, yada, yada. And Wolf Blitzer's like, yeah, that's cool. But people, exactly what you just said, Nando, but people are dying. People's rent is due. People are getting evicted. People are getting fucked. Like I get your political calculations, but people need help. 
Um, and Nancy yeah. Pelosi basically called him a no nothing idiot loser. And now this is what's on the table. And again, she's not gonna go back on Wolf Blitzer and explain to us what the plan is. What the plan is to make it better. How how we make it better. And and you don't even tell me. And you, oh my god. And you know what's gonna come out of it. The Dems are gonna say. Well, we were really bullish on our prospects in the Senate, and we just knew we were going to win the Senate and the presidency, and we knew we were going to be able to do it on our own. And it's like, why? On what planet does that does that even well, make sense? Not, that's not even if they win the Senate, that's not a guarantee because even if they win the two special elections in Georgia, or even had they won the Senate by two or three seats, they would still need to do something called abolishing the filibuster right. <laughs> because if as long as as long as they don't have 60 seats mitch mcconnell can still block anything by using the filibuster unless they abolish the filibuster of which there is no unity in the democratic caucus to do and it would be an absolutely necessary prerequisite to do anything like you know it used to be you needed 51 votes to to pass something or 50 plus the vice president now you need 60 because mcconnell has basically used the filibuster well no the democrats need 60 <laughs> the Democrats do the Democrats don't. The Democrats don't do the other. They don't filibuster the Republican stuff. They don't. Not in the same way. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, you know, and Joe Manchin has already said that he won't abolish the filibuster. So like, okay, what? I mean, unless they can convince him, um, and every single other Democrat in the Senate, which I'm sure there's many more who don't want to abolish the filibuster just because they're very conservative in their outlook. So that's not even a guarantee. So. Yeah, I mean, it, this goes back to what you got to use your leverage when you have it. You know, when you have leverage, you got to hold the line and use it. And the Democrats did not. And now we're seeing the effects. And again, um, the idea that Joe Biden, the president, Joe Biden is going to go out in public and stump for the, you know, the necessary amount of stimulus for the American people. Are you fucking kidding me? He didn't even campaign for himself. <laughs> this yeah. guy didn't even campaign for his own presidency. Okay? So the idea yeah. that he's going to be able to effectively communicate the he never effectively communicated the merits of his own presidency. He's going to come yeah. out and communicate the merits of a bigger stimulus to the American people to put political pressure on the Republicans. It's <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, it's bleak. And again, it's, 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 I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We talked about it here on the show. Um, take the deal. Get people right. Yeah. Do the right thing by people. So what that the Republicans get to take a victory lap on it? So you, if you wanted to, if you guys ever knew how to effectively do this type of shit, you'd be taking victory yeah. laps on it too. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. They'll, they'll never, they'll never do that. Um, they, they, they just yeah. were so scared of the idea that Trump might get up, you know, might get a boost from it. It might win, and and damn the people. And now here we are. And I would love to see Nancy go on the Sunday shows, go on um, Joy Ann Reed or Lawrence McDon McDonald or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> O'Donnell, Lawrence, that's Irish. Excuse uh, me, Lawrence right. O'Donnell. My bad, <laughs> uh, Larry O. Um, you know, go on there and, and explain to the American people why it is it was better for her to not take that damn deal, but we won't see it. Anyway, um, that's the latest with the stimulus. We move on to something, again, rarely do we ever get to talk about good news out here. And now we move on to the state of Alabama, a place called Bessemer, Alabama, at a brand new Amazon facility They've applied with the National Labor Relations Board. 
Um, they've applied for unionship. This is a plan with 1,500 people, okay? They got 1,500 workers on board for this, which I think is important when you talk about worker solidarity and collectivism in sticking it to the man. Um, 1,500 people have applied for unionship. And again... This is in the backdrop, guys. And, and I think it's important that y'all realize this. Um, and I've said this many other times on the show. When I was in college, I worked part-time at UPS. I was a member of the Teamsters Union as a part-time worker. As a part-time worker, I got full bennies and union protection. The pay was so-so. Yep. The work was tough. But I got full bennies and union protection. Essentially... If I was not late, if I did not miss work, I could not be fired. This is right. UPS. UPS, let's get, don't get it twisted. They get money. They get paper. But they could yeah. afford to do it. UPS could afford to be UP fucking S, the best freaking shipping company in America, still make incredible profits while maintaining a strong ass union, shouts to the Teamsters. UPS does it all across this fucking nation. And so the backdrop for this, what's happening in Bessemer, Alabama, is Amazon's record profits during the pandemic. Jeff Bezos being the richest man in the fucking world. In the history of the world. In the history of the world. And these people are like, we want our peace. Thank you. We're part of why you're able to make these record profits in Amazon while everybody's home for the pandemic, ordering God knows what, ordering dildos. People, hey, you guys remember that famous clip where my man was like, yo, we understand shipping stuff like masks and gloves and all of that, but dildos? <laughs> man, that's he what you need in the pandemic. Dildos? You can't, there's no Tinder. You can't go on dates. You know, like you need, you need some, some sort of relief at home. And so again, and and you know, and it's important for the listeners to know, Nando, that Jeff Bezos and Amazon have been union busting. Oh yeah, they've been so diligent about keeping unions out of Amazon since the beginning. And so I feel so heartened when when Nando sent me the story from the Jacobin about these people in Alabama, and, and it's important again, Nando, and I want you to jump in here, of course, um, because this is Dixieland. Mm -hmm. This is the reddest of the red yeah. and allegedly, allegedly collectivism, workers' rights, workers' co-ops, unions are supposed to be a pillar of the Democratic Party. Ha! Mm. <laughs> hold on. I'm, hold you on. You know who the died. only Democrat who has spoken in favor of this unionization drive has been? Who's that? Guess. guess. Take a guess. Sherrod take a Brown. Guess. No. Bernie Sanders. Oh, that's it. Of course. Of course. I mean, I don't even... He's not a Democrat, though, so yeah, I don't even yeah. know why I even counted him. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Not a silence single... Silence from everyone else. It's silence from everybody else. Nobody in solidarity with these people. And again, this is Amazon, guys. They can't afford it. The only reason not to have unions is pure greed on the... There's no explanation. For yeah. Amazon not paying these guys full time, not not paying them a, a livable wage, not giving them bennies, not giving them a pension, not giving them all that stuff. It's literally just greed from one of the richest com companies in the history of man. And again, nobody in the Democratic Party 
is even going to step up and talk about it. Is it they, they'd rather say, well, those people should be trying to become engineers at Google instead anyway. Well, or if we can should, only turn those people should, into engineers, that's what the should, fuck they, they want to call tell people you. Latinx instead of exactly. <laughs> and again, and and I bring it up because you know, and I know my liberal friends, black friends specifically, are going to be mad about me about the idea that we would try to be in solidarity and in, in in for the express purpose of a united working people against the fucking enemies that we have in this country. Um, your enemy is not these people who work at the Amazon factory. They might call no. you nigger. Um, they might they might not want you to date their daughter. But effectively, these are powerless people. They don't have shit. Okay? Your enemy, I'm sorry, black and brown people. Is Jeff Bezos. Is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> because the example that he sets gets carried out where else? Every single other place in the economy. The reason why they treat you as expendable as you are at your nice little job with your nice little desk, you're expendable over there. And it's because of the example that Jeff Bezos sets at Amazon, right? At my job, my company could just tell me to go fuck myself tomorrow if they (laughs) wanted to. Yeah, There's nothing stopping them. They could easily just say, hey, Waz, it was nice knowing you. Go kill yourself. Bye. Like, and, and that would just be it. There would be no recourse. Nobody would have my back. Nobody would be helping me. It'd be over. And so, you know, I'm passionate about this shit. It's because one, yes, I am somebody who once worked in a union at a factory not dissimilar from at a basically a warehouse not dissimilar from those Amazon spots. And, and, you, the saw, fact, and you saw firsthand the benefits of it. The like, benefits of it. And and you know what I saw more most importantly, Nando, and I know I've been rambling on, nah. is that the, the, the biggest critique that you'll hear from individualists, anti-unionists, is the idea that if a nigga can't get fired, if if you can't if if if, if there's no quote unquote accountability, nobody's gonna do any work. One. And two, um, there's no incentive for people to work harder because they're just on this one track. And I will tell you right now that that is pure and utter bullshit. I worked with people who understood the idea that as long as I'm here, I can work as slow as I want to move these boxes wherever they have to be. And I'm going to keep it pushing. But you know what? And and I'll be honest. There were one or two guys in the sword aisle that I worked that might work yeah. like that. But you know what the vast majority of everybody else was? They're people who took dignity and pride in their work. Nobody wants to be seen as a piece of shit. Nobody wants to be seen as somebody who's bad at what they do. People want to have dignity and pride in who they are. They don't want to show up to work and everybody looking at them like they're not picking up their slack. That's not how people operate. And I'm sorry, that it's call me, call me pie in the sky, call me this. I believe in the the fucking worker. I do. I believe in the people's ability to work hard, get shit done together. And that's my fucking soliloquy, Nando. Like, also think about like how sociopathic that is. First of all, like Americans work harder, like longer hours for less pay than their contemporaries in Europe, for example. Like, I've been to Europe. Everyone loves to go to Europe. Shit works fine over there. <laughs> you know, like, the, I mean, yeah, maybe like, you know, maybe like the Amazon same day shipping isn't the same, sure. you know, level of efficiency. It might be two day shipping, but like this idea that like I can't be slightly inconvenienced. Um, because 
the incentive structure isn't where like everyone in the United States is either going to starve unless they basically turn themselves into automaton workers who are just like, you know, don't even take a 15 minute piss break. You know what I mean? Um, It's just crazy. Like, like the we are all in this together like we're all um you know we we all like eventually that's going to come to you you know what i mean like you have a job as well you are a worker as well like we're we're like if, if we stay united even if there's always going to be people who are lazy even in like even in any in any job you've ever been that's that's true like whether the whether it was union or whether it was not union there's always people who like don't who don't excel at the job but like like was said the vast majority of people do do their best you know are just kind of trying to get by and they, they, they love to go to work and, 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 and be the best person that they could be. I mean, that's just the vast majority of people. And with Amazon specifically, I mean, the, the reason why I thought this story was so remarkable is for two reasons. One, Alabama is a right to work state, which makes it very, very difficult to form a union. Also, Alabama is, like you said, is about as red a state as you can get. And if you see, if, you, if we were to see like large union membership in a state like Alabama, you would see Alabama transform politically, you know, Republicans thrive in low union states. Think about the two most unionized states, unionized states in America, New York and California. They're the two most unionized states in California. They're also the richest states in California, <laughs> you know, I mean, in, in the United States. Sorry. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, and the other thing that's that's remarkable is that it, because it is Amazon, like Amazon is symbolically kind of the company of the future state of the world you know like like you said jeff bezos is the richest guy in the world amazon uh, he also happens to own the newspaper in the capital uh, of the (laughs) most powerful and richest country in the world he owns the washington post worth remembering you know not a coincidence that he bought the washington post um, of all places yeah so it's 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 symbolically like very very important because Amazon has really transformed the U.S. economy and the global economy by extension. You know, Amazon has been has been one of those very transformative companies, and they've done it in large part thanks to their ability to not have unions. And because it's become so big and powerful, a unionization drive within Amazon would transform this country like for the better. You know, it's it's in a way, its size, it's what makes it weak. It's kind of like the Death Star in Star Wars. You know, like it. You know, like when when you have an economy with a bunch of small, different little companies, it makes it much harder to for workers to act collectively, right? right? But when there's one company, when there's one management to fight, <laughs> you know, like and there's and there's tons of workers lying around. Like, I mean, it's crazy to imagine. Like, it, some of the stats are mind blowing with Amazon since the pandemic. You know, it's because it makes sense, you know, like people are at home and they need to order stuff. They, they can't go out and buy. So um, it's posted record profits, $6.3 billion in profits in the third quarter of 2020. $6.3 billion profit in a quarter. So think about that. If that's a whole year, that's $25 billion in profit, not revenue, profit. Okay. Obviously, Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in the world. And, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, uh, Amazon uh, gave its workers an extra $2 an hour as like a sort of emergency thing. That ended in May. And there's no, there's no. The profits of, of didn't end, you guys. The profits did not end. The extra $2 an hour yeah. did and again, end. And the, you and know? again, we're talking about Amazon. Like, it's always going to be framed to 
normal people as, you know, well, shit, man. If if the freaking boutique jewelry store became unionized, then, bro, you stop making these dumbass comparisons. It's Amazon. They're making, yeah. they're generating billions of profits off of those people's labor. Sorry, part yeah. of what people love is how fast they package it and ship it. Straight up yeah. and down. That's the freaking model, the efficiency of it. Straight up, yeah. people don't go to Amazon because they get their stuff in one week. They go because yeah. of how fast it's getting to everybody. And those workers are not protected and don't get to share in the success of the company. Why? How is that fair? How is that right? And fuck yeah. being fair being right. It's fucking criminal, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's criminal to do people like this. And so I just think it's such a cool story. What's happening yeah. down there? I, I actually read it with a bit of pride. Yeah, it would and, be historic. Yeah, it would be historic. It'd be the first, just for context. For context, so Amazon in the United States, like there's some Amazon warehouses in Europe that are unionized, none in the United States. Um, Amazon has grown so much in the pandemic. Amazon has <laughs> has been hiring since July. Has been hiring an average of two thousand eight hundred people per day. <laughs> per day. <laughs> <laughs> okay like if it's amazon insane. unionized that's that's millions of pe- like hundreds of thousands of people uh maybe millions of people all of a sudden like it would be completely trans. it would change the fabric of this country it would change the politics of this country for the better in ways that we can't and, even begin to and, imagine and, 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 and the fact that it's starting in alabama is so key for that and and again i, I tell this story all the time and i'll tell it again a close homie of mine he was he was talking about his grandfather who was a union guy, and he was like, why is my grandfather was a fucking racist? <laughs> he yeah. fucking hated black people and Mexican people so much. Yeah. But you know who he hated the worst? Republicans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll be, because that's he better. knew those people were the enemy of keeping his family fed, um, keeping his pension intact, um, getting a, pay, being paid a dignified, livable wage. Like he knew, like he just knew it materially, like what actually materially mattered. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I hate the Republicans. And what Nando said is important. Um, they can't thrive in high union places because the unions know. Nobody, I mean, as much as the Democrats are not pro-union, nobody's more anti-union than the than the Republican Party yeah. establishment. They're hyper focused. Like on they, it. Yeah. they are. It's 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 on the plank, bro. It's on the party like principle. It's like, no, 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 no. Union's bad. Period. Um, and so that's a story to be watching. I think we're gonna keep you guys abreast on that because I think that's yeah. fantastic news and it's something we should it's the opposite of fucking prop twenty two or whatever the fuck happened here in LA. Um yeah. and so we that brings us to our newest segment, Nando. Yeah. And I like to call it I, I'm workshopping the name, but um I think I'm gonna call it I think Barry's kind of a douche. <laughs> that's the name of the segment. <laughs> I think Barry's kind of a douche, and in this week's version of it, and and, and God bless Nando, he's he's the co-executive producer of this show. Uh, we have he happened upon news in the Vanity Fair that Barack Obama is producing a show. Uh, but what is he producing a show about? How about how 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 dumb Trump? How is. dumb Trump is a comedy show yeah. about how dumb yeah. Donald Trump is. Yeah, this, the guy who beat his successor. The guy uh, who beat his successor, 
Um, the guy who, I'm sorry, got more votes than Barack Obama did in both his elections. Um, and again, and here's the thing. Barry has so much political capital, social capital. Like, he could kind of actually lead some type of revolution. <laughs> like, that's yes. the sad part about it. I'm not saying, you know, we would turn this into the Bolsheviks or anything like that. But he could lead some type of baby revolutionary change if he so chose. He's that beloved. He has that many followers. Um, instead, he chooses to do shit like this. And the reason why I don't respect it, um, Nando, because it's corny as chicken shit. If he would have did, yo, look at what the Republican Party gave you. If yeah. he made a, a, a special about that and explained to people like, no, this is not actually Donald Trump, this individual. It's that entire institution that did this to you. That institution is evil. Um, yeah. And he, if he did that, I'd be like, shit, I might be down with that. But oh, President huh. Trump is doofy. What yeah, and then the other thing do? he came out today was like saying that you know, like you know, criticizing activists and stuff for 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 saying the term "defund the police." You know, so like he spends most of his political energy fighting the left. Like Every he does, time. he just straight up does. Um, and it's just like imagine what imagine what would happen if Barack Obama came out tomorrow and spoke in favor of the of the Amazon Union Drive in Alabama. Forget about it. You know, you know, like for, think about that. You know, like. Instead, um, he produced a documentary called American Factory, which showed during his presidency a unionization fight in an auto plant in Michigan that was owned by uh, a Chinese company and how it was defeated. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, first of all, you were president. You could have like spoken out against uh, uh, for <laughs> that. You could have done something about it. Um, instead of he did nothing. He did nothing about it. He stayed quiet. And he will not say anything about Amazon, as will no other mainstream Democrat, because Jeff Bezos is a good liberal. <laughs> he is. Dem Jeff Bezos is like de he's he a Democrat. Is. Like he votes Democrat. He, you know, like they, he is, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi and 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 sort of like the the sort of upper echelon of the Democratic Party are very tight with people like Jeff Bezos. Like they will not go against his interests ever. at all. Ever, ever, um, ever. And Obama is not going to is not about to do that. Um, instead, what what he's been what he's been up to recently has just been basically beating back at, at activists, um, the left, people who are trying to change this country for the better, um, while he kind of collects his checks uh, to do stupid shows like like this one on Trump Netflix. is just, goofy. It's... That's the name of the show. Like, yeah, holy fucking shit with these people, bro. Like, that's the show. Trump yeah. is goofy. Trump comedy. Yeah. Wow, bro. Just fucking wow. Um, yeah. And so anyway, yeah. I know that, that, that today's show is a brief show. Um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Of course, make sure you become a patron of CountTheDings.com and Patreon.com backslash CountTheDings. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and um, give us the, the thumbs up on YouTube. Become a freaking YouTube subscriber, CountTheDings. YouTube yes, page. YouTube. We're too pretty for the podcast. Exactly. YouTube wise. backslash count the dings. Make sure you're doing that. And of course, make sure you're checking out all of the offerings on the Bomb Network. We just launched that Instagram page. Please go follow the Instagram, y'all. Please go follow the Instagram. It's B-O-M-M -M podcast at Instagram.com, man. 
Um, please, please, please check us out over there. We just launched the bomb page. You're gonna love the content that's coming out out of there. We actually have dedicated social media people now. I think you're gonna enjoy the content that comes out of there. And just keep checking out what we're doing. We appreciate you guys, man. I hope you guys had a happy and safe holiday. I know I did. Um, and 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 Fernando Vila, I'm Big Wise. We'll see you next week. Peace. Ohio. Have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to go. Slinger's are convenient canned cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly.